You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mike spoke up with me because I can't spell the word Armageddon. I said, come on, it's not the end of the world. Oh, no. That's terrible. So I liked it because it's a dad joke, as in it's literally from the dad joke's Twitter feed, like, two days ago. But what's disappointing about this is Nate showed me where he gets his jokes from now, so I feel like the world has been broken. Oh, mate. Hang on. You told him where you get your jokes? Well, I briefly had some connectivity issues, (laughs) and I had to use Lawrence's phone. So I I didn't intentionally show him how the sausage gets made. What happens was, in the process of me being unable to make the sausage very briefly, I had to inform Mr. Barreto how the sausage was made. I think he saw it, and some of the magic of said process of making the sausage has worn off on him. So I think if you hadn't seen that, I think that would have been a better... You'd have, you'd have laughed more. I mean, possibly, but I just want to stop talking about sausages, so I'm going to give you a score. <laughs> and I'm going to give you six. Now, I can see the magic has gone from your eyes, Barreto. But also, if anyone can't tell with all the background noise, we're sat in a bar on Rainy Street in Austin and we have an audience and they're all staring at us. And one of those is Ben Hunt from The Sun, who's got his hand up to, to make a comment. So here is Ben Hunt infiltrating the podcast. My next door neighbour knocked on my door the other day and she said she was complaining that someone keeps stealing her washing off her line. I don't know about you, but I almost shat her knickers. That was better than Nate's joke, to be fair. No, you no, you've never you never told that joke on this podcast, but I'm gonna give that a seven, Ben. So for the first time ever, Nate has been beaten for a joke on our own podcast. I'm almost ninety nine percent almost hundred percent convinced that I've told that joke on here before, because Ben told it to me. So listeners, go back and find it if I did. And what did Lazar give me and what did he give Ben Hunt? And we'll see bias. Oh, yeah. So the scoring system, which is the centre of hot debate every week, like when, whenever we get reviews, they tend to be saying that the scoring system's absolutely flawed. This is going to prove it. This could be your downfall, Bretto. Have you got any last words? I mean, it could be, but I'd like to think it wasn't. And, like, I can't remember every single joke, right? Like, I haven't got a brilliant memory. The case rests. Welcome to the Padhock, a podcast featuring stories from an informal one around the world. I'm Lawrence Bresso, F1 presenter and correspondent. And I'm Chris Bedland, F1 correspondent at Racer. And I'm Nate Saunders, general editor 
Addy Sodger, Addy SBN. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's how long it's been since we did a podcast, is that we didn't get to make that joke. But I'm looking at you both, but I'm going to go back to Nate, because I have control of the mic. But Nate is more than a general editor this weekend. Now, Bretto, you are always on TV. You're always schmoozing with the high rollers. But this weekend, Nate Saunders is everywhere. I am quite literally, well, not quite literally, actually. That's not the right use of the word, quite literally. But I am everywhere, quite literally. <laughs> two words. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I did two TV interviews today, one with Lando, one with Daniel. I was meant to do one with Max, but Red Bull, Red Bull, that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, why not? Well, they wanted to put up Max and Checo, and they were like, they're going to win the team's championship this weekend. It's like, yeah. One of them won the driver's championship last weekend, though, so, you know. But anyway, you know. So, you wanted Max. You then were offered Max and Checo and decided to turn it down and have neither. Mate, I roll the way. No, no. No, uh, Sports Center still did Max and Checo. It just meant we didn't have any time after for Max. But, you know, also, Nate, I'm, I'm Nate Saunders. I do what I want, you know? You, you, you give me what I want. Bends it again. Nate Saunders, general editor of ESPN. Thanks. For, no, I've, we've already done that bit, but that is, that is my name, yeah. I've already told them to be at ease, and they were at ease when I said it, to be fair. Um, and then, yeah, so... I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing Marty McGee. Marty. Marty McGee. <laughs> Marty and McGee. Uh, I'm the and. But <laughs> uh, who's Marty and who's McGee? I'm doing Marty McGee on Saturday, and then I'm doing ESPN's pre-race show on Sunday. So if you're listening and you're in the states, you can watch me on ESPN three. And I, our our TV stage. This is a little little snippet of fun. Isn't shaded. So if you want to see a grown man melt to death on TV. And try and talk about Formula 1 in the process. Tune into ESPN3 for the 30 minutes before the race. And it'll be on all your social media channels as well. So that'll be fun. Uh, but I will. It's, it's going to be warm because it's right under the sun. So I did a fitness feature at Daniel Ricciardo in Singapore with an ice jacket. So I've got a solution for you. Wear an ice jacket underneath this rather wonderful Old Navy shirt that you're wearing right now. <laughs> uh, we were talking about this pre-podcast about where he'd got his shirt from. And I was a big, big fan of it. Shout out to Old Navy for providing me with all of my clothes because I love that place. Please sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, please, yeah, please sponsor us, please. Well, give Nate free stuff because he loves it and it, he he wears it so well. But I'm I'm digressing. I think you should borrow Daniel Ricardo's ice jacket. I think you should sit in an ice bath before you go on to bring your body temperature down. That gives you a better chance to survive. It's a 30-minute show. Sadly, I left my ice bath at home this week. Otherwise, I would. But F1 drivers use garbage bins as as ice buckets, right? We can. But there's plenty of garbage bins in the paddock. That's true. Uh, we need to find some ice, and but then once we've done that, I, I think we can find ice in this day and age. Uh, I mean, can you imagine if I if I jumped in, plunged in an ice bath, sat there for half an hour, jumped out, towed myself down, got changed. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Formula One with me, General Nate Saunders, <laughs> editor, general editor. Your first error. Good evening. It's going to be like one in the afternoon. So clearly the ice has gone to your head. But I think you should just be in the ice bath presenting. I think that's a good way of showing them what it's like. And you'll be like, I'm going to put you in the bath of a Formula One driver. Not the shoes, the bath of a Formula One driver. I reckon that'd work. 
that's an even better idea, right? So we'll, we'll, we'll sort the bar, we'll sort the ice, we'll sort a rubber duck. You'll be sorted. We'll get it on the stage. Well, yeah, Nate, this is happening, right? Williams have rubber ducks. You can have Williams duck. Williams, I mean, I'm not committing to anything, but ice bath does seem like a good thing for me. I think I'd only sweat about 50% of my body, body weight away in an ice bath rather than all of it. So that works. It depends what the listeners want, really, isn't it? Do they want to see Nate freezing in an ice bath or melting? It's one of the two. It's two extremes, so we can put it to a vote. We'll put it on our Twitter and just be like, what do you want Nate to do, freeze or melt? I kind of want him to freeze because he's probably going to freeze and then melt so we get like two, two versions of Nate. Double whammy. Yeah, so I think that's the way forward. But I'm very proud of you, Nate, for everything that you're doing this weekend, carrying ESPN Formula One coverage this weekend. Absolutely, carrying it. It's what he said himself. It's his own words. He won't. He's too modest to say it on air, but we'll say it for him. He said, the rest of them doing nothing. I'm doing everything. Although, that said, Lawrence Edmondson did walk in, and I don't know where he's gone. Uh, he's, he's run away from us. But he uh, is Nate's colleague at ESPN, and he, I've seen him doing a lot, actually, this weekend. Today, being Thursday, he was interviewing Lewis, uh, Charles, and George. And I took photos of all three because I'm such a nice friend. So that's about as good as my day got. Oh, and I had a go on the golf simulator that ESPN had brought. Thank you very much for that, Nate, because General Saunders, you obviously saw that too because you're carrying them. And uh, I, I hit 220 yards my first drive, which put me ahead of some very poor drivers, as in both racing drivers hitting golf balls drivers. Fernando Alonso and Espen Ocon both hit it like 60 yards. Uh, Valtteri Bottas was about 120. There was Joe, I think, was in the 100s. And then I can't remember who else I got ahead of. But next on the list I need to beat was Stroll and Russell. They were 230, 233. Alex Albon, 288-yard drive. Boom. What I love about this is Nate has switched off because he hates golf. And he didn't think that golf would be a talking point, even though his own company brought the golf to the paddock. And I'm promoting it. When I saw it, I knew. I was like... It's inescapable. My worlds are colliding. ESPN is literally encouraging Meadows and Lazar to talk about golf. And there was a golfman there today. What was his name? A golfman, as it's known. <laughs> Nick R- Sham- Shambolo? Will Zl- Zlatoris. Zlatoris. What's, who's Will Shambolo? You mean Brighton de Shambo? He was not here. He wasn't there? Why did I think he was here? I have no idea. Okay, well, if you're listening, Bryce, Bryson de Shambo, keep doing what you're doing. Keep hitting those... Hitting those balls out of the out of the fairway. He hits he hits a big drive that boy. Big yeah he's yeah he's like he could probably hit one like four hundred yards. So he's he's a beast. So when I was doing the Lando interview earlier, uh, well we no 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 stop talking about Formula One. We're here to talk about golf. Oh okay. Well when I was doing the Lando interview, I'm going to mix mix and match. Uh, our stage where it, where I did it is just behind the golf simulator, and Danny Rick before he but then switched switched them round. Um, oh, um, the, sorry, Lazar's trying, trying to produce in real time by sending me notes. Uh, Which is obviously a great idea when we're having a few drinks in a bar at 10pm on Rainy Street in Austin. Like, we can't do anything on the fly here. This is just, this is just chaos. Um, it is chaos. The point I was going to make... <laughs> Lando and Daniel. Yeah, so Daniel was in the, was in the golf sim when I was interviewing Lando. And Harry Ball, our friend from McLaren, who's part of the comms team, we were switching between doing an interview and I just had some quick, quick fire social questions. And Lando was like, was like, it was like, well, one sec, like to me, it was like, one sec, Nate, like, how's, 
how's Danny doing on the thing? And Harry was like, I think he got like 170 or 160 or something. No, 168 or something like that. And Lando was like, oh, that's pretty good. And I said to Lando, like, well, you can't, you can't lose to Daniel. That's pretty embarrassing. Like, everyone knows you're the golfer. He's like, I know. Everyone's going to think. He's like, I hate that. Like, you play a bit of golf, everyone thinks you're great. I was like, well, but you do play a lot of golf, right? And he was like, yeah. And then he started joking that if he loses to Daniel on that, he was going to bring his own clubs in tomorrow. And I think he, I think he finished ahead of him by a little bit, but it was closer. It was closer than it should have been. So You yeah. can tell it matters to him. Yeah. So that is the most amount of golf chat I've ever given to anyone. So I thought it was quite good. I think it went quite well. I'm proud of him. What about you? Yeah, well done, Nate. But just add a little bit more golf chat to the golf chat. Meadows and I went to Top Golf ahead of this weekend. And I can say that I think I'm an all right golfer in real life. I was terrible at Top Golf. So maybe if you're terrible at the, the, this setup that they've got at the track where you're hitting into a curtain effectively, it might not be a fair reflection of how good you are at golf full stop. So it was a very fair reflection of how good I am because I hit my first drive decent, 220 yards, and I was like, good. I hit my second one very high. I hit the metal bar that's at the top of the screen and it bounced out backwards. And the PGA Pro that Nate mentions, Will Zalatoris, or how we say his surname, sorry, Will, uh, just shouted into the area that I was and said, that's negative 23. So I got trolled. I got trolled, ladies and gents, by a professional golfer today, which I think was fair, given my standard. That must have been a real high point for you, Meadows. Like, at least you're getting some good feedback from a tour pro. It was great. He didn't tell me anything. He just said that was negative 23 yards. He wasn't even paying attention. It's because the ball nearly hit him outside, but... Uh, Nate's now filming us, uh, which is sensational work. But, uh, like, Nate is the star of the show this weekend because he's E to the S to the P to the N. But the only one of us that was in Japan, which is why there's been no 60-second review because too long ago and who cares what happened. There's only a world title one. Uh, Lawrence, you were the only one who was there. How, what was your craziest story from Suzuka? Uh, there were no crazy stories, I'm afraid. But I did, I did do a couple of cool things. I interviewed Max in the champions interview at the end of the race and uh, even two or three hours afterwards he still didn't really sunk in that he'd won the championship so I felt quite bad for him. That's because nobody knew he had still. He found it amusing I think in one way and it's quite funny that he's won two championships in quite interesting circumstances. One day he'll just do it the easy way but that was good and then I went into the fan zone in Japan which was very cool. Um, and we did a shoot out there for, it was supposed to be 15 minutes, we ended up being there an hour and 15 minutes, because we met so many cool people in so many good costumes. Why did it take an hour and 15 minutes, Lawrence? Um, just because they, they wanted to have a chat, really. A chat? Yeah, a chat, some selfies. So you had a 15-minute shoot that included an hour of you doing selfies? Um, so, <laughs> well... Uh, I haven't really, like, totaled up the times and stuff. Meadows is kind of answering this for me. You can't see it because this is a podcast, obviously. But, yeah, yeah, I suppose there were a few selfies, yeah. So I can vouch for this. Now, Nate wasn't with us. He was too important ESPNing yesterday. Um, and I think yesterday, were you getting, were you out on 6th Street? You having some fun last night? Were you? Yeah, he was. He's nodding. Uh, it was Tuesday night, but, yeah, yeah. Not Wednesday night. It's Thursday night. Had a lot of fun this week. It's been good. Anyway, we'll come back to that. Uh, but I walked uh, over to Rainy Street from the hotel that Mr. Bretto is staying in, which I cannot name, not for legal reasons, but because even with nobody knowing he's staying there, he got stopped 
genuinely six times between leaving the front door and getting to the corner of the block to leave the hotel. Six times for photos from different fans. I was stunned. I was also really hurt that nobody asked me to take a photo for them. They just, they genuinely like, get out of the way, we'll do a selfie. But this reminds me of like season one of Netflix, Meadows, when you were obviously the face of Netflix, face of Drive to Survive. Oh, Nate's, Nate's fan something. Huge news. Sorry, I've just broken to Meadows that his favourite player is leaving the Panthers. Because my phone has just told me that McCaffrey is being tweet, uh, traded to the 49ers. Sorry, carry on, lads, but I just had to be here when I told Meadows that. Sick twist, Jess supports the 49ers. Nate, why, Nate, why were you so happy about that? Oh, he's run away. It's massive news. He's genuinely running around the bar telling people. Um, yeah, great. Great content from Nate. Thanks, Nate. He's almost giddy with excitement. It must be TV's going to his head, isn't it? Well, yeah, everyone is genuinely impressed because um, Nate's so excited. He's got his phone, he's showing everyone. Like, he's just running around. I don't even know who he's talking to. Who is that over there? That's our ESPN producer, Dave. Uh, producer Dave, who you got drunk, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely, big yeah, time. Yeah. We, we went out for one beer on Tuesday night and it turned into many buckets of beer, which is an actual measurement of beer these days. You can get drunk in buckets. That's exactly actually how he described it when I met him earlier today. He was like, I said, he said, oh, I'm working with Nate and Lawrence. And I was like, are oh, those, you're just a reprobate. He's like, yeah, well, with Nate, I was like, we'll go out for a beer on uh, Tuesday. And he ended up with two buckets and I was hammered. So at least he does that to everyone. Uh, yeah, I guess that is a fair reflection of the way that Nate approaches a night out. Buckets of beer. I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, tell me what you're excited about this weekend. I really like being back in Austin. I think it's great. Um, I like the atmosphere. I like the track. I like America. Um, and I like the fact that the championship's done and dusted. Everyone's far more relaxed about what's going on. Everyone's in a really good mood in there. Everyone's pretty tired. Um, I still think Red Bull are going to win, probably. Um, but I think Checo's actually got a better shout this weekend than Max. Oh! Cue very surprised meddling face. Is Max taking a penalty? Oh, I don't know that for certain. No, but I think Checo can win without Max taking a penalty. He could, but the form Max has been in, I still would have backed Max. I mean, he won here last year. Very impressive circumstances. That, I mean, that is true. I, you know, I mean, Nate was on this phone, so he doesn't know what we're talking about. So should we just play to him and see what happens? Yeah. I like Formula One. I like cars. I like Christian McCaffrey going to San Francisco. You were talking about the US Grand Prix in the year 2021 of our Lord. Close. Oh, uh, 2019? Or this year? But you were saying Max won last year. Oh, that was me. Yeah, that was me. So I heard that bit, and then Lawrence said some words that affirmed what you said. He said Jekka's going to win this weekend. Well, so I was in a little um, media scrum with Max earlier, and he gave a great quote where he said, uh, Eric, one of the Dutch journalists, good guy, shout out to Eric, we all like Eric, uh, asked him if Eric, if you're leaving, is it Ten Hag? That's the United manager. What's Eric's surname? Van Haren. Van Haren, not Ten Hag. That's, that's the Man United manager. That's why I didn't say it. My mind went blank. Um, you know you said it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't say it initially. Um, but Max, uh, Eric asked Max, if you're ahead of Checo now, are you going to let Checo pass to, to help him finish second? And Max kind of gave this little grin. He's like, well, Checo only needs to finish ahead of Charles to finish second. So... If, he's, if it's 1-2, he's already outscoring Charles anyway, which is what he needs to do, right? 
And, you know, Max is, you know, Max isn't going to say, yeah, I'm going to let the guy pass me. But then Eric asked him, all right, so here's the scenario. Last lap, Mexican Grand Prix, you're leading. Checo's right behind you. And Max just went, yeah, I'm winning. I'm winning the race. <laughs> so I thought it was fun. I just thought it was, and Max was saying it like, well, you know, it was being playful, but like, I don't think there's any way Checo wins races unless something happens to Max. Like, Max is just in such a good position right now. Uh, I'd love it. I'd love Checo, especially with the amount of Mexican fans who were here last year, and also then going into Mexico, it'd be a great story if he could win it there. I just don't see it. I just, can't, I just do not see it, friends, friends of the pod. Hopefully, that was what you guys were talking about. Because if not. I've just gone on a big tangent. No, it was, and uh, I am now aware of why you were pulled from the Max and Checo interview, because you clearly hate Sergio Perez. That's exactly what I took from that. Now I'm going to risk something, because we're recording on my phone, and I'm going to open up my phone to look at reviews to uh, bring this to a close, because Nate told me I had 20 minutes, and I'm out of beer. But here goes for some great segue. If it stays recording, it is. Oh, wow. Everyone's going to be so excited with this. Yeah, because now I have to wait till my emails load so I can read these. So um, say something. Um, okay, I can say I can say plenty. I want to know from you boys the thing that you're most looking forward to this weekend. Well, I would say going back on Marty and McGee's show on Saturday. It's a really cool show. I love that. They were kind enough to have me on in Miami, doing it again Saturday. And then the pre-show uh, on Sunday will be mega. Even if Ice Bath or no, I think it will be good. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And generally just, I, controversially, I still like Austin better than Miami and I still like the idea of Austin right now like Vegas is going to be great for a very different reason but I think Austin as a whole package is just great like I don't think it I think it's difficult to beat it Vegas is obviously is obviously going to beat every race next year for just being insane but like once the hype of a race wears off which did happen here and Austin took a bit of time to get over that and establish itself but I love the race so yeah Sunday I'm just looking forward to everything so I just gave you three things I'm looking forward to Instead of one. I'm really looking forward to the crowd because it's 10% higher this year than last year. So last year was 400,000. They're expecting 440 this year, which is really good based on the fact that last year didn't even go all that smoothly. So people still want to come back. That's cool. Uh, apart from that, don't know. What I really like about Austin is it's kind of... It's kind of developed into its own race. It's not just the American Grand Prix. I think it is a race that people want to see. In Austin, I think the track's great. I think it's got its own identity. I think that it's had a really strong start, then it kind of had a downbeat, and then the last two or three years, people come to Austin because they want to come to this race. I think those same people can still go to Vegas. They can still go to Miami. But I think there's something pretty special about Austin um, as an event, um, and I, I hope it's around for a very long time. Ditto, it should be. It's, it's meant to be around for another five years. Yeah, so I think uh, it's pretty well placed and it's just mega. Uh, my page won't know, so I can give everyone half a review. Uh, but why not? So half the reviews. Five stars from Jingle Hoogins in the USA who says, don't even kid yourself with other F1 podcasts. My lone regret as an F1 fan is not discovering this pod sooner so that I could have cancelled my F1 TV subscription sooner. Yes out-of-pocket Barreto for that one and save myself some money. Nate's 60-second review and any variation thereof is so unfathomably satisfying and all-encompassing that I eventually began asking myself why and that's about all I can... Here we go. No, I've got, I'm, I'm back on. I'm back on for the rest of the review because I'd lost them. Oh, no, I'm not. I, this is on a separate tab. 
that's all I can tell you about that review. It was really good, though, until then. Uh, and the other one uh, is also from America. Matty Rob, 88. Anyone know Matty Rob? Anyone know Matt? Neither of you know anyone called Matt? Or Matt. I do know someone called Matt. Cool. Do you, Nate, do you know anyone called Matt? I do, yes. Good. So do I. Strong name, Matt. Uh, five stars. Greatest F1 podcast ever, question, or greatest podcast ever, question. Matty Rob, checks in the post. Answer to both of those is no. <laughs> but thank you for asking questions. That's what we like here. Um, well, we might be in. Oh, we're in. Don't worry, I've got the full reviews. Wow, Matty Rob, that's huge. Uh, we, have, we have another one that says, is this a bad comedy show? Yes, it is. We'll get to that later. Uh, so the one that I was halfway through, let's jump back, uh, said that I eventually began asking myself, why even bother watching the races? Just kidding, I'll keep adding my due to help pay Laro's salary. So there you go, the F1 TV does do it. Thank you, I very much appreciate that. Uh, he does, he has a lot of shoes to buy. Uh, all of your F1 fan needs, nay, your dreams, desires and wildest wishes are contained right here in this oral adventure. You even get dessert first. Jokes aside, I adore this podcast and you owe it yourself as an F1 fan to give it a listen. The amount of genuine laughter and authenticity between these three on the microphones is easily apparent <gasps> and makes for great listening and unmatched insight into the sport I love. Thanks for all you guys do. That was actually a really nice sentiment at the end. That was lovely. Was uh, it, Nate? Were you listening or were you talking about Christian McCaffrey? I was, I was texting my fantasy group about Christian McCaffrey and listening to you. So what he said was uh, that our podcast didn't even give the, the Panthers a single first-rounder for McCaffrey, which I thought was a good review of him to say. Fair point. I feel like I'm going to end this podcast now because Nate is talking too much about NFL. Uh, so I'm going to call it quits. Honestly, have we got any more reviews? We've got two. One, one's huge, so I won't lie. It's Matty Robs. So I'm going, to, I'm going to paraphrase that in a bit. But the other one is from the Netherlands. It's from Max PFE. And it's, is this a bad comedy show? Question mark. To which the answer is... No. Yes. Yes. It is yes, yes. Five stars. Hi, Chris. Nailed it. <laughs> Hi, Chris, Lawrence, and that bold dude. There are a few podcasts that made me want to stop learning for school and stop everything else that I'm doing. Spinning on F122 mostly. Did I read this one out before? I, I feel like you did. Yeah. Well, we're going to go with it anyway. You might get it out twice. Uh, you guys are awesome. The podcast is great. And bold Jason Statham, dude. Please rehearse your 60-second review. It makes the world a better place. Um, yeah, because it says best of luck in Singapore. So... Uh, lucky you, Max PFE. I'm, I've just been so long, I only did that twice. The other one's really, really too long. I'm sorry, Matty Rob. It's too good. It's too good. So, it's so good, people will have to go looking for it. Go read Matty Rob's review. And it's time that Nate bought us a beer. Um, so, thank you for that review. Um, we will read the whole review privately off air but we appreciate it you can leave any reviews on any podcast and platform that you listen to and please do follow us on our social channels at the paddock you can read nate's work on espn.com Mendes's work on race.com and my work on f1.com i'm losing my voice shouting because it's actually quite loud here so i'm going to call it quits uh, we'll do this again very very soon bye ciao Network.